0: What is this behaviour? Do you want it? You're dying for it!
1: But what is this behaviour? What
0: is this behaviour?
1: It's that time of your life again. If you are a regular, you're listening to the What Is This Behaviour podcast. A show where three South Asian creatives currently based in London speak to other South Asian people all around the world. Who wouldn't necessarily all deem themselves as creative but are doing amazing work and going against the grain and what we mean by the grain here is non-stereotypical south asiany things so i mean i'm not going to go into naming them but whatever stereotypes you have when it comes to south asian people how they live their life and how they work we're trying to debunk that and prove that there's so many other options out here and yeah we're doing different stuff with the aim to give the next generation and even current generations new stories of possibility in regard to who they can be and what they can do and we're just out here watching that change unfold. Now hosts of the podcast are myself Ruben Christian, I work as an edutainer at the intersection between education and entertainment, my brother is a filmmaker and we have Almas Badat who is an artist, a DJ, and all-round polymath doing all sorts and evolving with the rest of us. Oh, and uh, my brother's name's Aaron Christian, by the way, if you don't know. Now, if you are new, welcome to the ride, my friend. It's good to have you on board. You can go through past episodes and treat them like a buffet. You know, I mean, they're all self-contained episodes and we focus in on different people doing different things. And on some episodes, it's just us three hosts having a chat. And this episode is one of those us episodes. And we think it's going to be titled, entitled, something along the lines of Conscious Reinvention or Authentic Evolution. I'm not sure where I land, where we're going to land on this, but you would have read the title by now and we would have come up with it. Um, And the reason we've done this episode is because New Year's approaching. We're just about to go into 2022. And 2020, 2021 has been one hell of an introspective odd two years for us. And I think a lot of people are approaching 2022, not just with New Year's resolutions, but with a deeper thought on who they are and who they want to be totally. And what we've kind of coined that is conscious reinvention. There's a lot of us, me included, that are consciously and intentionally taking the time to understand who we are and therefore who we'd like to be moving forward. So this conversation gets into that, really. Aaron has some really interesting points about not necessarily liking the word reinvent, and I really, I mean, myself and Amos were like, okay, yeah, we like that. So, uh, yeah, this is the conversation. I hope you enjoy where we landed, and I hope you find it beneficial, especially as we come to New Year's. And good luck with any sort of transformation you are going through yourself. So, yeah, without further ramble, because I am the rambler, let's get to it.
2: What is this behavior?
1: And we are off in another episode of What is This Behavior? As you've it's heard in the minute. intro, it feels well to the listeners, it's been two weeks.
0: Yeah, I for feel us, like it's been a minute since we recorded. Yeah, I, it I feel like it's like been the, the ages. End of the year no, 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 is, like so busy.
1: I, I think it's, it's been, been ages. I know we're I recording th- this just for context for the listeners on <coughs> what date is it? It's the 24th of November 2021 AD. And I think the 11, last time, 11. this is it, man. 11. Oh, this is true. <laughs> Wait a minute, eleven, eleven. That
0: mm, that's the time. It's a. Uh, it means. Hold on, let me just get. Oh, into that's my the actual
1: time. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm looking at the time. You're right. I thought you were referring to my birthday, the eleventh of November. Oh my gosh, this oh, is right. some is mysterious business this going, is on right now, going, going on right now. You know. On. This Can't is tell mysterious. me the
0: planets don't do something, man. It's a message from the universe. It says, "You can manifest oh, really? anything right now." All right. If you're oh, manifesting something, would you want to manifest right now, Rubes? Go.
1: Right now, I want to manifest a deeper sense of clarity in regard to what my next moves are. Collectively, I'd like you, to Aaron
0: manifest. <laughs> okay, I was. Gonna... I'm laughing, but not at you, but at me, because I was going to say, I want to manifest more money, less problems. That's me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jesus God, this is conscious you now, man. That's more money, you know. Ah, right, less problems. <clears throat> Wait a minute, <laughs> more money. Less problems. Okay. Don't everyone want that? <clears throat> well,
0: That's I want it right now.
1: to you. Oh, okay. All right.
0: <laughs> what did you say you wanted?
1: I wanted deeper clarity on what I should be doing with my life.
0: I want that too. What does that... <laughs> everyone wants this stuff. You can't just throw money that at that, you know.
1: <laughs> you can't just throw money at that, you know. You need to sit down and reflect, man. Aaron, I what are you moment. telling
2: us? I'm trying to manifest this headache out of my head, man. <laughs> I'm just, right. I've just, I've not it. eaten sugar for 1, two 1, days. 1, 1, 1. I've not had sugar for two days and it's just getting me, man. Fuck.
1: What was that? Is that a
2: conscious decision? It's a conscious decision to not eat sugar, but then I, I get sugar like when I don't have, yeah, when I try to like <laughs> basically not have sugar, I get these mad migraines because um, I'm such a, yeah. An well, addict. maybe,
1: maybe, I mean, addict is a strong word. No, I mean, but it's a
2: true red Ruben, for sugar. Okay, okay.
1: Because the reason I'm laughing, at Almas, like, I don't know if you'd get the context, but obviously Aaron, and my brother, growing up together, Aaron was like a chocolate hunting machine. You know, like when you bring in sniffer dogs uh, to the airport to sniff out nice drugs? Jokes. Aaron could come into the house at any time and somehow work out where my mum has hid chocolate. And there was a time <laughs> when my mum hid it in inside a rice bucket inside with <laughs> the grains of rice, Aaron found it, you know. You were keeping
0: that's Auntie Jotty on the like toe, It's like a South bro. Asian
2: lucky dip, you know, when you put your hand yeah. in a lucky dip. <laughs> <laughs> South Asian, Oh,
1: that will be a live <laughs> event interaction, you know. the basmati. Yeah, yeah, oh, you
0: dip
2: right deep, deep the in the basmati it, and put right at the bottom of the basmati you get a dairy milk chocolate like that. that oh, that's that's oh, a yeah. great hiding thing. place. You're rewarded with dry
1: hands. It um, is a good <laughs> hiding place. This is my mum, man, being super creative. But you have to with a man like Aaron in there, just sniffing, sniffing the cracks of the house looking for it. Do you know what I mean? and, and one Double thing deckers. actually
2: to the, to the <laughs> people that may not have had rice in their households, which I only clocked recently from being around non-South Asian or non-Asian people, is that when they buy rice, they buy them small packets there, you know. When we buy rice, we buy them in full sacks. 15 families for the next carry. two years. So yeah, in our households, there would yeah. often be big tubs and boxes of rice. I'm, and I'm talking about six, seven kilos. So for the people that didn't understand that reference, that's what Reuben is referring
1: to—a whole yeah. tub of rice. It's like everyone's going catering shopping for a wedding wow. when really it's I just was really just thinking. i was really
0: just thinking like people don't have rice in the house. That means that means there's I don't no rice anymore. In the
2: house. Which is uh, the irony. <laughs>
1: <Nard>. <laughs> anyway, um, let's stop talking about rice for a second, nice. um, and let's get into this episode. Currently, what entitled "Conscious Reinvention"? Whether that will be the title or not, I'm not too sure. But um, shall we go around the room and find out what "Conscious Reinvention" <clears throat> means to each of us before we crack on? Go on then. Go <laughs> on then.
0: All oh, right, on. well, because no,
1: no, the reason <laughs> I'm laughing because I remember I'd done this framing last time, and you just burst out laughing, saying, "Well, obviously, yeah, Ruben, you think we should do this, so go on then." <laughs> Um, yeah that's why i'm
0: like Come on,
1: <laughs> i wouldn't know all right give me some schooling here what what is a what is a more inclusive way oh to my open god a let's conversation? get over
2: ruben give us your <laughs> conscious reinvention uh, all right conscious <clears throat> okay definition. so right, here we go here we go
1: so uh, uh, for a lot of us every year is a uh, the end of every year is a time to reflect and then we do some New Year's resolutions and we plan future goals, which probably end by about January the 18th, right? That's usually what happens every year. However, I feel conscious reinvention this year will be on the forefront of quite a few people's minds, especially according to the conversations I've been having. Um, And that's not just New Year's resolutions. It's literally being super intentional with reflecting on your life, who you are, what you're doing, who you're in relationship with, what your work looks like and potentially 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 is the word reinventing <laughs> yeah. yourself and your way of being in the world which it takes a lot of effort man it takes a lot of intention it takes a lot of effort um, and I thought this episode would be a good idea because I'm currently going through that transition of conscious reinvention I believe and so I thought it would be something I could definitely talk about and I wondered if you guys might be going through the same thing or if you wanted to talk about it
0: Mm. ruben you're really good at articulating yourself you know
1: or ideas Cheers. i appreciate
0: that cool way cool intro to the idea of conscious reinvention and i actually heard of the phrase when you when you introduced it to us um and it made me think about both words individually and together and so from the reinvention side, yeah, this is this is perfectly timed because all of us um, who who follow. Is this a Gregorian calendar? What, what calendar is it? I don't I'm know. I'm not too sure. Anglican. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Anyone that listening, please forgive me if I've got it wrong. But we follow a calendar that's January to December. Right. Which means that towards the end of the year, I always feel it feel like it's the end of a long day. A very long yeah. day um and it's the time to kind of reflect recharge and then reinvent um so in the past I've tried um goals that are like you know I'm gonna I don't know I'm gonna be gonna go to the gym like every day or whatever whatever it is
1: mm. drastic
0: changes but actually what I found is like one of the best um one of the best goals that I had um for the new year was just changing my posture so like little things and mm. that really made me more conscious in my body and my space so I was really excited when you brought this up and for me conscious reinvention um means or feels like the being in, in tune with yourself while you continue to um move towards the person you want to be because you're yeah. right now where the where the people we are that's what i think
1: yeah i like that answer that Thanks. makes me think as well um, that a lot of a lot of this a lot of new year's resolu- resolutions are about reprioritizing as opposed to reinventing totally you know what mm. i mean i'm now going to go to the gym i'm not going to eat this this is now a priority this isn't whereas reinvention is okay Stop Who do I want to be now And now How do we potentially Put a plan in place And action that And move towards The manifestation Of that idea
0: Mm. Okay I like that Aaron what about you
1: I like Aaron (coughs) He's looking for chocolate
2: (coughs) Yeah I guess I'd ask a question then Does the conscious Of reinvention Only apply to people That actually want to Reinvent Themselves What if you don't what, feel what if you've made what, it <laughs> well. No, what if you feel you've you want to what did he just say? Because you where it reprioritize? Well. What if you're at a stage where actually you only need to reprioritize or to re align mm. or to just prioritize a few shift a few focuses rather than reinvent?
1: Mm. Then I well, I mean, my the first thing that comes to my mind is that's absolutely fine, man. There's no wrong or right here, right? Some people will be reprioritizing, some people will be up for reinventing, um, and this is just a time for me personally where reinvention is at the forefront. You know what I mean? Um, and why, I'm like, why,
2: then why why is why why are you <coughs> at a stage where you feel you need to reinvent?
1: Um, I think as a polymath or multipotentialite or commitment phobe, whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to frame me, I get bored of. Whatever I'm doing every one to two years maximum. Um, And so I feel I need to add a string to my bow um, and I need to kind of like shape shift. Um, But Mm. the last, I'd say the last maybe three and a half, four years for me has been pivotal because I've been, there's a massive switch um, in my emotional self um, mainly. And so I've constantly been trying to... Uh, but you know what I've realized? I was speaking to my friend the other day. We were having a conversation on my birthday. It's my 40th, as you guys know. And there was a lot of deep reflection going on. And we both landed on this idea that for the last three to four years, we've been battling self-doubt. Although people on the outside wouldn't see that, that's true for both of our experiences, me and my friend, right? And then I, then I went home and I was reflecting on it a little bit, bit more. And I'm like, is it self-doubt or is it just because I'm shedding skin and I'm going into a new place that's totally unknown? So naturally, I'm it's ju- I'm just weary. I'm not doubtful, I'm just mm-hmm. weary. Um, and I think that is the answer. And for me, I feel like how can my way of being in the world, my projects, my efforts artistically um, and work-wise be more il- aligned with the new emotional identity I have and the new self-knowledge I have. Um, these are the questions I'm asking. Um, and a lot of roads are leading to leaning more into artistry than just being a creative practitioner for me. That's what I think conscious reinvention is for me. At the mm. moment, that's an answer in a jumbled up way, man. Do it, you... Do you f- oh,
0: Go math? Uh... I was going to say that, yeah. Um, It sounds like uh, reprioritizing habits. No, hold on. It sounds like resolutions is reprioritizing habits. And it sounds like conscious reinvention is looking at the whole self. And both work, Mm. like, in in tandem. Because if you reprioritize your (coughs) habits, you're then on the path to reinventing your whole self. Although the conscious reinvention part is actually acknowledging who you want to be on a on a holistic level, right? It's yeah. taking a step back and saying, right, if I actually, I mean, for me personally, like fitness is, I just have such a battle with it. Like mm. in terms of consistency, in terms of confidence, um, it's just not something that was, was really encouraged or put in front of me when I was mm. young. And so I have to find that um fire you know or fuel myself so what I've actually started to do is something a bit more manageable so every morning 30 minutes on the mat and it's just stretching Mm. but I'm already noticing the strength in my legs just from doing it's like it's like light body work as well but Mm. like that's because I'm thinking well who do I want to be in two years time like what how who do I want to be also when I'm 40 I'd, at the base mm. level, I just want to be able to move my body. Yeah. Um. So um. And that's by reprioritizing <clears throat> those thirteen, I suppose.
1: Yeah.
2: Based on what you said there, yeah, I'm gonna like yeah. not even push back, but it's just getting me to think. Like, I don't know if reinvention is even the right word, because reinvention leans towards assuming that you need to change rather than. Moving tin-tin. towards something that is already maybe within yourself. Yeah. You're just tapping into a new, not even new, but like discovering something or expressing yourself. You're already complete self and manifesting it in a different way. I Whereas like, like I, I always just feel like the word reinvention. Well, for me, how how it feels is that like, oh, this previous thing was wrong. And like, I never really feel... And let's take it to to age, right? Just because Ruben had turned forty and you were saying that you were using that time to reflect. Like when when I came back from your party and I was also like just thinking about because uh, it was my wife's birthday recently as well, like it's quite close to Ruben's. Um, and I always try to ask myself, how comes I don't get stressed about age? And I can't remember who I was speaking to, but I was always thinking like the way I frame a new decade or moving into something. And maybe it is a privilege of also being a a dude and being a man and not having to worry about certain other things. But um, rather than seeing like, Oh, in thirties, I used to be able to do this and now I'm getting older and I've lost this. Mm. I just see a new decade as unlocking a, a new decade of experiences that wouldn't have been unlocked when I was say 30 to 40. So when I get to 40, I've got something new to be excited about, like a different, whether it's maturity or just other experiences. Is just always mm-hmm. framing it, whereas, whereas there's just new experiences to, to unlock.
0: Mm-mm. I think that's Man. really, I like the way that you framed that instead of it being a new, like sh- like moving away from it's an like old shed, person. Yeah. yeah, it's actually moving closer to, to what's already there. Um, yeah.
2: Because
0: if you frame time say, that way, yeah. So no, I was going to say the only thing that, like, I I I resonate with that, right? Because I'm thinking actually, yeah, I do want to move closer to self, but mm. I also think that um, from conversations I've had with other people, or even past conversations I've had with myself, it's actually been really essential to step away from a version of me that is not great. Mm. Um. It's been really essential to like say, nah that's mm. not for me. Or I know people that are like actually I don't like who I am right now at all. And yeah. eventually, yeah, I do think we circle back to our cause, but this reinvention it also at the same time feels like a bit of a like new new breath of life. You get mm. the chance to choose who you wanna be because not everyone not everyone has has had that space to um just be who they want to be from young
1: yeah yeah and yeah.
2: and that is never a still space i think what it was as well yeah so maybe i'm I'm moving towards a fluid evolution but like so at ruben's party he had a number of different friends from different circles and different eras and moments of his life and i used that time to kind of like i was like okay cool he, he here is like i was speaking to a lot of his old school friends um and obviously like i I was thinking about it the school that the time that you're in school shapes your identity and your memory so profoundly but it's only fucking five years and i've like i've i've left mr port and been freelance for nearly eight years like how like sometimes i think we we tend to like maybe frame our personality so so much on those early years when actually like i've been an adult longer than i've been a child now right so it's kind of like understanding that you're you're never this one um in this one spot and you're kind of moving through see different seasons of yourself and you need to allow each of those seasons to to still take up enough space of your in in your personality
1: yeah Bro, I think you've made some absolutely beautiful points, man. That, what You know, yesterday I was lying in bed. Two things came to mind. There was a video from the School of Life talking about um, Sunday evenings. I think it's Sunday evenings. There's a certain time, whether it's a Sunday or whatever evening it is for you, when you're in bed, or me anyway, I'm in bed, there's total silence. There's no distraction. And it's at that moment when I'm in my bed, I'm like, these are the things I know I want to do with my life there's no distractions of the city of to-dos of social and i'm just so clear on what i want to do and the Which next is what? day well whatever what, whatever it is like so for at the mo- at, for at at the moment it's i want to change i want to move house uh, very clear about that Um, I want to put out a music project that I've been working on very clear on that, plus a couple of other things. Right. But that isn't the point. I just think a lot of people have those moments of clarity at certain times where their higher Mm. self just knows. And then the day starts and then we get back into our normal into our normal routines. So Mm. then I was like, okay, if I'm talking about conscious reinvention, maybe at that time of night, that's when I want to start listing. So I started a note yesterday called what did I call it? midnight highest truths or something like that mm. and i just dashed a couple of things in there i'm like you know what, i'm gonna refer back to these later and i'll see if these keep matching up over the next few months these midnight higher truths or whatever they are and if they do i'm gonna action them because that's just my highest truth according to my awareness right now so that's a practical way of i'm um, trying to uh, reinvent right to, or to get there but to your other point i was also thinking to google and i haven't like when In our life, does our personalities seem to be set? Because you're right, and I do think it is uni-college times, like our sense of humour usually our sense of style, what music we're into, how we look at the world, our friendship circles. And I think a lot of people, and I also think probably due to the Industrial Revolution saying you need to be focused by this time and then you need to get a job Mm -hmm, by this time, mm -hmm. it kind of reinforces these narratives, which I truly think are limiting. And what you're saying, Aaron, is that, no, that is just one point of your life. And as we constantly move through life, we have the option at any given time to choose new paths, yeah. And I think yeah, I think that's so poignant, but I, ju- I just don't think a lot of us believe it yeah. to be and true.
2: I, and and I think it is maybe just the way we've, one, been conditioned, the way society has been framed. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just yeah. all what everyone has known. But I think another thing that, there's two other points to building this that, that hit home, again, talking about your personality. I know we're going on a tangent here on personality, but I guess it's to do with evolution and reinvention. But one thing was, again, I was speaking to Iman and she was, you know uh, French um, raised and kind of born in Algeria and lived in Paris and I spoke to her and I was like shit next year you your what is your home what's your sense of home identity Um, and I think she would have been living in London longer than she's been living in Paris but I was like would you still call yourself um, a Parisian like we would a Londoner and it's like you don't often have time to really think when that switches and when that flips because yeah by default we always just refer back i guess to our childhood um and then another thing recently i've had quite a few friends have newborns um my sister-in-law just had a baby and it's like speaking to them about when
1: do you Does get a vision yeah, from passion puppy to passion parent that's, that's not the me whole, is it yeah the, you've now got a tropical bird in the back. <laughs>
0: Why um, you're talking about babies? I was like, is that an okay. effect for like I don't know new <laughs> <stalker> babies? <laughs> I guess I'm
1: still stalk off from Dumbo. Yes, sir, girl. That's great. Oh, Aaron,
0: I love whatever. Can it is we just that do an are? episode and just cut it. all
1: Aaron's background animals into one <laughs> yeah. episode and just put it out? <laughs> it's like St. Francis. <laughs> <or, okay. laughs> do you're the original Mowgli? You are in the actual jungle. <laughs> um, oh,
0: You're talking oh, about babies.
1: The, you talking uh, about babies? Baby, yeah,
2: no, like Parisian when does the Londoner? like the phys the physical um indication of their personality start appearing as like a parent? Like when you right. start realizing maybe they're they're more adventurous or they're risk taking or they're shy and all that type of stuff. When did, when do those things present themselves and are we just stuck to them being baked in early and feeling that we can't change them?
1: It's a good question. I, I wanted to throw something at, at you, Almas.
0: No, oh, I'm catching if, it.
1: There we go. <laughs> I, I th- Out of a lot of the people I know, I think mm. like I'm in awe of how quickly you evolve and how regularly you involve, evolve. And also your approach to your evolution, which I think is really expansive and it's fairly infinite. There's never been a moment in conversation with you where it talks about where we're talking about something you might want to do or be where you've had um, resistance to it. You might have been like, "Okay, cool. Like I remember when we first talking about you wanting. I remember you clearly saying to me, you know what, something I want to do and I'm going to start taking seriously. I actually want to DJ. I want to lead into music more and, and DJ. And fast forward, you're here you're djing you have a show you're taking gigs and you're getting better and you're growing the community around music and the same thing with a lot of other things that you've done so i think my question to you is and this maybe this can be helpful for people listening like how do you approach knowing what the next evolution is for you and then is there a systematic way that you work towards its manifestation (laughs) or do you just let it evolve
0: it's madness. It's complete chaos and madness. Right, right. Um <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> Let the um, chaos ensue and see what happens. You know. Um, thank you so much. Um, that's really kind. <laughs> it's a really kind observation because in my mind, this it's is an audience with
1: like, Elmas.
0: <laughs> <even>? <laughs> oh, did you guys watch an audience with Adele?
1: No, not yet. I've listened to her album last night, f- of round one. I'm going to do listen to it 10 times, study all the lyrics, then watch that, and then we can have a conversation. <laughs>
0: okay, fine, fine, fine. Um, yeah. went, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, and thank you for your question. <laughs> thank you very
1: much. Thank you very
0: much. <laughs> <laughs> and now I lead into my rendition of. Um, mm. No, you said to me, like, your question was, um, like, how do I lean into this stuff, basically, right? Yeah. Well, how the- do you even yeah.
1: know what the next thing is you might want to do in terms of reinvention hmm. and then how do you do okay. it okay
0: um i guess like okay so i'll i'll talk you through like the first the first bit and then the second bit so the first bit is really and truly yeah i just say what i want to do and then i go and do it so that's but how do you
1: know though how do you because know I, what it is because you've cause got many interests it. so it's something inside you feels like, or, or do you see a vision of you doing it? Or when you're around that thing, you energetically feel excited and energized. Like, what's the bodily reaction in order to get oh. the signifier of this is something I want to do? Yes.
0: Um, this
1: is the levels we're going right
0: now. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, I think... S- it's definitely inspiration it's it's the feeling of excitement like my body's like excited you know when you just hear a tune in a club and you're like this is mad or like you see something or you yeah like you see someone DJing I'll talk about DJing I saw someone DJing or I just knew I loved it and I wanted to try it out I'm a curious Mm. person um and that's what I mean by I'll just go and do it so and it's not necessarily easy um but one of the Interestingly enough, one of the um, uh, triggers or for the, for this kind of re- response is fear. Yeah. So I remember really, um, really recognising that right now, if you put me in front of a massive audience and you ask me to deliver a TED talk, I'd do that with my eyes shut. Like i just chat shit for like half an hour or whatever. <laughs> but if you well, said you're to doing me... Well, you'd do more than
1: hey, chat shit because you would have planned it.
0: But, well, what you I mean is Freestyle. Shit. Yeah. I'd free- no, I'm saying, if you told me right now, Almas, in five minutes, you've got to go and do oh, a scene, scene of the Royal course, yeah. hall right now, yeah? Like, I'd be like, all right, cool. Like, obviously, I'd be, like, shitting myself, yeah. but I would, I pref- I could, I would yeah. know that I would get through it, is what I'm saying. Yeah. When it came to DJing, I was like, hold on a second, this is something I'm afraid of. That's not right. How can I be afraid of something? And so yeah. that Fear's that the was the area. thing that... Yeah, and, and then the feeling of overcoming that fear and accomplishment is actually what is really addictive.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I would love to get to great. the driver of that.
0: Um, What, the fear? But
1: that Yeah, but that's just a d- even deeper conversation. We'll be going 20 steps so,
0: back. Yeah, well, no, I guess the fear to top line it is because I grew up in a Muslim household and out of the UK, I didn't have easy access to music itself. So for when I came to the UK, it was a very new thing. I was like, oh my gosh, wow, there's this whole world. And I didn't know much about it. And now, as I'm reflecting on the past couple of years, music is actually the thing that has brought me closer to my South Asian identity. There was one Mm. thing I could pick. And so I think deep down, I knew that music was gonna unlock something. Um, Mm. And then in terms of the, and that's the, all of that is really the chaotic side because it's tied into how much self work one does. And how, how in tune you're like, well, do I like this? Do I want to do this? How am I feeling about it? Yeah. And then the flip side is now thinking more as a business. Okay, well, is this the time to do it? it? How does this fit into all the other things that you do? Because the thing that I do find challenging is um, how to house all of my different practices under Almas Badat the person or the brand and to do them well as well. Cause what I don't like is to be like, is to create half our stuff. And the feeling I don't like is when people are like, Oh yeah, it was good. I'm like, nah, if someone says that it was shit. But when people come to you and they're like, no, that was sick. That was so, you can feel it. You feel it when people are like that resonated. Right. And so when I get kind of like polite responses I'm just a bit like, oh, Um, and I, and as I'm thinking about this now, a lot of it comes from my self-worth, which is my creation and the things I like to show and share. Mm. Um, And that is linked to validation. And that's linked to a sense of belonging, being able to offer things to be of value.
1: I like that. That's that. That's a nice link. I wouldn't have put belonging in there. But yeah, a lot of it does come back to that, doesn't it? Being of value to the tribe love that yeah bring D- this also the made table. S- hearing your answer and listening to it just reflecting back on what aaron said like me going into trying to get my work done with you lot in the room right now in regard to title ideation it's starting to sound like this is less an episode this episode is less about conscious reinvention and it's starting to sound more along the lines of authentic evolution like what's yes. the next authentic evolution of yourself Mm. rather than saying stop go all the way back reinvent start again no if we focus on authenticity who we are what we want to do what's the next evolution Mm.
0: and adding on that as and leaning on what aaron said as well is actually there is value even if you don't like who you are or you feel like actually um don't resonate with that person anymore that there's value in even acknowledging that because now you've got a jump off point
1: Oh, hundred percent dissatisfaction is the most fertile ground for change
0: yeah exactly exactly
1: yeah man dissatisfaction that. clearly that's a bar this it is so, it is so a bar, as right? we
0: <laughs> so as we are going into 2022 um what rituals or practices are you going to be both of this is to both of you are you going to be embracing to move into move closer to your future self
1: aaron do you want to do you want to start there? i know he's already probably got an Evernote fold of this stuff in hierarchical no, order, it, kind of so does, it
2: does re- it reminds me of the our previous new year's episode what we were talking about um Oh, help me out here. What was our New Year's episode? It was maybe it was maybe around resolutions and stuff. Yeah, um,
1: what last year? I think year? we've grown from just resolutions, you know. <laughs>
2: to, yeah, to but how much? Frame your question help. again. What rituals and um practices?
0: What? Yeah, what rituals and practices are you going to be embracing over the next sort of month or two um, to move closer to your future self?
2: Okay, so not for next year, but within before twenty twenty. To yourself. No, no, no.
0: Um just this period of time. So yeah. Like what like because we're talking about conscious reinvention, right? So yeah. not everyone has their resolutions like dead on before the 31st. Um, but just in this time yeah. period, as you prep and as you reflect and think about your future self, what practices are you gonna be taking on? Or yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm so boring, <laughs> nothing new. <laughs> Yeah, um, this guy's cocked it already I don't, I don't, I don't. I, let me try and think to answer that question I it doesn't I have to think, be anything
0: new I think the value is to share the practices
2: yeah but that's a, this is the thing I think I I think I said it I'm going to sound boring like it's, it's going to be repeated in what we did last year but like my the, the main thing is it is pretty basic and odd in that like I will use January to um, to kind of spend some time mapping out my yeah, two years, five years, and then I kind of been doing that for the last seven years anyway and see how it is again. I'm gonna sound repetitive, but I'm always overly ambitious about those things, so I usually hit my goals, but it's usually five to six years or maybe about three, four years later than I expected, so maybe I'm just over ambitious about what I want to achieve in that short space of time um but i think as or, I, or
0: maybe that's the time that you conceive it and then you have the time for execution
2: yeah 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 and also maybe <laughs> yeah exactly that and and giving that giving a project or an idea or um something the space to to breathe um yeah allowing it to kind of like uh, run its course as well as well as kind of giving it some some sort of deadlines but i don't know i'm 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 actually kind of planning what i want to start doing when i'm 40 so i'm kind of what am i now 37 so yeah i'm kind of planning what that 40 year old decade version of me is is going to be like or what i want to focus on and um what i can look forward to i think i always frame it as like what are those what is that next version of aaron gonna be like and what are the things i can look forward to um when i reach that space i think yeah that's probably the easiest way to to frame it
0: that's a really nice Mm. way of framing it what do i want to look forward to
1: yeah was it who was it Did I have the conversation, this conversation with any of you two in regard to the difference between how, I don't know if the word is successful or wealthy or powerful or whatever, like just, or maybe it's more content people in comparison to less content people, the difference in how they plan their time. Have we had that conversation?
0: I don't think so. I don't know.
2: Oh, okay.
1: All right. So, so the top line is, if I remember clearly, and I don't know where I've got this information from and it might not be correct totally. But the difference is that a lot of uh, successful, balanced, happier people with a bit more money as well, obviously, actually plan holidays first in the year and then plan work around holidays. Whereas, Oh, it's mad one,
0: that you said that because I booked my 2022 annual leave just before this me. meeting. I've, I wouldn't be
1: surprised if you book your 2025 annual leave by now, mate. You're a hell Yeah, I game, wish I could. Uh,
0: but... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh wow. Okay.
1: Now, Tell me more. Yeah. No, because that's it, right? That's really intentional. That is putting. Yeah, you but not first. everyone can do that, though. Yeah, no, it, I know. It, that. Depends is what I'm on what not, line of work they're in, right? This is what yeah, I, that's I said. You this is why these people have. It, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, it's definitely more of a privileged bunch. But if, but then also, then maybe we can lead with the question. Like, how can we do that if we're not super privileged people? Like, how can we also do that on a smaller scale for us? I don't know. It might just be the week. I'm going to book out the week. And these days, I'm booking it off for gym or social time first and then work books. I don't know.
0: But yeah on a, on a, we... on a small level like okay cool. on a like every Sunday. Scale. this is my day to myself it's my mini holiday or time yeah. to whatever recharge but what's really interesting about that whether it's on a daily or a yearly level is that what you're doing is prioritizing time with self and time to yeah. recharge that's yeah. what's really key, because that then allows you to be productive around that time and then you're yeah. safe knowing that, cool, I'm on, on this day, this week, I know that I've got time to myself, which is actually what therapy feels like for me every week. I mean, that's yeah, my I time.
1: That. I love that, man. And I also think it's a middle finger up to capitalism to an extent, because the messages and the signaling we're getting from capitalism is that you must work and you must output. Mm. there isn't much there isn't there isn't many voices saying put yourself your feelings and your peace first you know <laughs> so by switching it we're putting ourselves and our feelings and our and our quality of life first and then we build work around it because really work should be serving that because we're just gonna die anyway anyway that mm-hmm. that, that that's mm-hmm. my thoughts in it also to answer your question almas mm-hmm. um rituals and whatnot i don't I, i'm not totally sure yet i would love to commit more regularly to a writing practice i mean i are doing morning pages yeah i would like to both lend itself to each other you know so like pages allow me to get out the subconscious just dump it out and just see what's happening there and i can write about it but storytelling i think isn't is a word that's coming up in a lot of notes to self at the moment whether that be through song whether that be through literally getting up on stage because i've been told i'm fairly good at telling stories so I'm like what else could that look like artistically um, and I've got a couple of ideas and I'll see which ones I commit to um, but also at my age 40 right I I definitely want more I want more of more embodiment practices I'm quite curious I've, and I've been super resistant to this for a long time
0: it kind super helps, resistant
1: to the idea what did you, what
0: groups, what did so you say what, more what practices
1: uh, embodiment
0: practices embodiment okay nice
1: yeah i've been quite resistant to the idea of uh, of the clear link between the mind and the body because to me on the come up it's like oh it's a bit woo woo it's a bit satin returns you know all that stuff that that some of my peeps talking about talk about including you Amas, that i just cannot rationally understand so i just don't look at it Whereas there's more things coming up in my life where it's, it's just showing evidence that my mind and my body are so clearly linked. And just to learn a little bit more about that and action it, I think will be beneficial to me and then friends and family I'm I'm in connection with. I can't ignore it anymore. I just have to look at it. And that means exercise. That means meditation. That means dance. Um, that means breathing. All that kind of shit, man. Go on, Aaron, you, know you took a I, breath.
2: <clears throat> yeah, you know what I find, find a useful habit? Uh, this could, like, I don't know if everyone will <laughs> everyone <laughs> adopt this. But every week I think about death and my own death. Oh, I love it. Me too. Um, and it's it's a way to kind of like <laughs> cleanse and clarify. <laughs> um, I, I say that, right, because like I think my friend passing away a few years ago had like such a profound impact and weirdly i feel guilty about it because i'm like how could i have unearthed something so useful isn't the right words but like something like i felt i got a gifted something due to a super close friend passing away it's a weird fucking mind fuck for me but um but i framed it as as, as that like when this person passed away it really did make me think about literally how little time we have when when you're on earth it's not a long time at it's all mad, isn't it? Yeah, like anyone's it's really lifetime not. is not long like and you're you're here for a moment and like you know every single you know historical moment that's happened and all of it like how culture and, and society has changed it's all just been on this one small planet and no one's ever left and like it's shit's just always going to keep moving. So um that allows me to kind of like project forward a little bit more, like when things get a little bit more stressful about legacy and, and if I'm ever in, in a bit of a, yeah, it just, it helps me. It, it, for me anyway, it centers me and it grounds me on forward planning, really long-term planning as well as staying in the moment as well. Mm-hmm. It does both, which is, I always find, Yeah. I don't yeah. know if anyone else will find it. We've, um, we've, I think we that is such
0: up. a... Sorry, what were you going to say? Reeves? Go on, on Amaz. I was going to say right. that's such a beautiful thing. Like, death at the moment for me is just something that... I don't know, suddenly I've just started thinking about it even more and more. It was always there, but now I'm like, damn, like, we really are not here for that long and no time is long enough. Um and some of my happiest moments, one being Ruben rocking up to my yards before we were going to We Out Here Festival with his trolley <laughs> and everything, generator and whatever not, else he's takes <laughs> to festivals. <General. laughs> and I was thinking, rah, like, this is one of my friends and I'm going to be really sad when he's not here or I'm not here, where, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, um. And I don't know if you've seen this clip that's been going around this week of Andrew Garfield. Um, uh, the Mm -hmm. actor and he's talking about the death of his mother um, on uh, some late night show. I can't remember which late late night show it is. And he really, he starts, his his mother passed away recently and he's asked about um, death and his relationship to it. And he was choking up and he said, I really want to talk about this. It's not a bad thing that I'm talking about this or that I get emotional because every time I tear up, I know that that was, um, love for my mum that I have that was not able to be fully expressed and uh, it and and so and he's and he also cradled that by saying I got to tell her I loved her every day but it's still just not enough yeah um, and so I have thought that was a beautiful way of um, framing grief in mm. that grief are the is the love and the emotions that you feel Because the person's not there and you can't tell them how much you love them. That's a beautiful framing,
1: man. That reminds me of the Enroll Yourself uh, six months learning marathon that I was on. One of my one of the learners that was on there, my friend Mira, her question for six months was something along the lines of how can death bring life into focus? And I thought it was such a beautiful question to take a six months learning journey with. And obviously at the end of it, from from what I witnessed is, again, we can learn through death that life is definitely not infinite and that time is forever ticking. And, yeah, being as present and connected as we possibly can is is a good thing, man. So, yeah, thanks for bringing it up, Aaron. It's quite time... time I mean, you brought it up at a timely point, time, because yesterday I was with my friend Wale and we were at his mum's grave. Like I said, in Manor Park, she passed a year ago and just being at the graveside with him and watching him go through his emotions and and just chatting to each other and holding this space and also reading some of the other graves. Like you'll see like there's 90 year olds, there's 40 year old dads, there's young kids. And and I'm just like, it was a stark reminder, man, about Um, life.
0: You can't take it for granted. No, man. You just can't. Um, In answer to my own question, um, in terms of practices and stuff um, and also Aaron thank you for sharing as well what your practices are and they're not boring and I think that yeah they're not. just because you're consistent that doesn't exactly. make them less exciting and yeah. also that consistency is stuff that not that I wish I had but I truly admire Um, yeah. and also if it ain't broke like you ain't gotta fix it do you know what I mean so I'd say like take pride in you in you do it, doing those same rituals because they're obviously working, and if they don't work, you will change them. <laughs> do a yeah. bomb, it's anyone that change will change them, them is it?
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> it's arid, yeah, exactly. You'll pivot. Um, something that I have tr- have been implementing recently, which one of our previous guests also does, Nafisa Bakar, um, is around this time completely wind down. And I think right. that on regular projects that including the pod, um, me winding down is a challenge because actually for some reason, and I think maybe it's to do with coping with seasonal depression in this time, in the West or maybe in the world, in media, I don't know, like everything cranks up. But to me, it that's so um, what, opposite of... Yeah, like just like November, December, uh, January, uh, like everyone cranks festivities, up. Festivities, right? Yeah, which which I feel is really out of sync of my body because I know that my fest my festive time is spring and summer, and then right. come October, I'm really in like reflective, um, wrapping up mode because then I then get to charge myself up February and March for April, so. At the moment, I am in wind-down time. My official, like, last meeting is on the 15th of December. Um, And usually it's because things get so busy that I like to really just have solo time in it, like, like proper by myself. And I'm going to be traveling. And I was able to do that just before the pandemic. I was in India. And this time I'm going to be in Ghana. And so I think that having solo time towards the end of the year in in good weather. But when I say solo, I mean solo in it by myself um, really helps me come back like strong, really strong. And if I don't do that, I feel usually really burnt out um, and I crash at some point. So that's one. And then I'm probably going to set some small achievable resolution, something that's not major, but it might be like two liters of water a day. Usually that's health based, but. Tapping into that feeling of accomplishment um, allows me to achieve the bigger things in my life instead of choosing a resolution that I might not achieve and then my energy is low or my confidence is low. Um, And then finally, something I recommend to a lot of people is there's this um, document that goes round at the end of each year called The Year Ahead. And it's Mm. a PDF. You print it off every year and the there's like a it's like a booklet and it's a series of questions um i've got it in front of me now and it says this booklet will help you assess the past year and plan the year ahead of you um it's good for you because planning your year is a good habit and it helps you become more aware of your successes and sorrows and makes you realize how much can happen in a year By learning from the past, you can plan your future in a way so you don't repeat the same patterns and feel more control in your life. And so I did this at the end of last year, and I haven't looked at it for the whole year. And I dated this on the 21st of December 2020. So around the 20th, the 21st of December, I'm going to reread this and fill in the the next year. And I highly recommend it. It's called The Year Ahead. And people that have sent it to me are business people, like really solid heads that work within startups, um, like innovative thinking and the creative industries.
1: Love that. Yeah, well, man. this episode is going to drop in theory late November yep. 2021. Um, and so rather than doing what most people do, which is a clear New Year's resolutions thing, we thought we'd pull it up, drop it a little month earlier reinvent yeah gives reinvent time to prep. yeah gives us all time to to prep and have a little bit of think a little bit of a think before before the new year so yeah man thank you both for sharing being like really transparent as normal and sharing some practical tools as well man obviously i'm here to support Thanks you both on the six. authentic evolution jeez
0: um is that what you're pushing yeah.
1: now <laughs> it, I, I guess that, this, it could title. be that it could be the title could be that the listeners now can are always now they're also in our Ideation process. The title could be that. Let's see where we land.
0: It's gonna be that because that's what you <laughs> said.
1: Because <laughs> I'm one that oh, uploads and Aaron that's man, so like, funny. Take a picture of that toucan in the background. I want to know what it looks like. <laughs> like sort of, sort of uh, kind
0: of oh man. All right, guys. Peace.
1: Much love. Peace out. What is
0: this behavior?
1: oh a couple of things to think about there yeah being hyper aware of our mortality we don't really have that long and if that urgency drives you to positive change then yeah ride that wave if it's anxiety inducing maybe don't think about it as much and also yeah with resolutions maybe keep them smaller i mean that's what i'm gonna do anyway so but i'm not preaching to you lot i'm just saying what i'm gonna do So thank you very much for listening, peeps. We really appreciate you taking the time because this time could be spent anywhere, but you've spent it with us. Even if you're in transit and you're multitasking with a thousand other things and right now you're breastfeeding. We're fine with that, man. We just appreciate you being here. And if you want to listen to more episodes, you can obviously do that. You can find us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and all other good podcasting platforms good is subjective so maybe go and do your research and see which ones you think are good and see if we're there um if you want to stay up to date with us the best place to do that we are most active on instagram instagram is at what is this behavior podcast we're also on twitter and tiktok and that's the same handle. Handle? hand tool it's the same handle handle Ruben it's at W-I-T-B underscore podcast and that's on Twitter and TikTok if you want a bit more of a deep dive on the show's history our drivers our purpose our mission our whys and whatnot please feel free to check out our website that is whatisthisbehaviourpodcast.com and also you can find out a little bit more about us three individually as hosts and the kind of work that we're doing we're also always looking for Or happy to receive any sort of support in terms of ratings on Apple Podcasts. Oh my God. If you guys rate us on Apple Podcasts, it really helps algorithm-wise and pushes us out there and we can get the word and the work and, you know, the awareness about the guests we have on the show further out into the world. So feel free to rate us positively. That would be nice on Apple Podcasts. If you've got nothing good to say there, DM us and we'll try and work on improvements. Um, we've also set up a Kofi page. You can find that on our website top right if you want to support us financially because at the moment, this is all coming out of our own pocket. We're trying to do this work. Um, and yeah, I think that's it, you know. If you are reinventing yourself for 2022 or leaning into authentic evolution, if that's how you want to frame it, we wish you the best of luck. And if we can help with anything, maybe come to our live events that will be tested in 2022 and we can all do this shit together, man. Until next two weeks, wishing you all love, balance and uh, focus. Peace out.
0: What is this behaviour? Do you want it? You're dying for it!